Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those of us in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food you put in your mouth and everything else that nourishes you or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which we can all be well while doing good, and my mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. This week's episode is brought to you by my midweek wellness workshops. Need a midweek pick-me-up? Ready to dump the hump day slump? Grab your coffee or tea or whatever and join me for a midweek wellness workshop. We meet the first Wednesday of every month from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on Zoom and we cover a wide range of health and wellness topics. If you're an employer looking for add-ons for your wellness programs, make sure to send me an email and let me know you'd like to get your employees access to these workshops. We'll set up a time to discuss what your options are. If you're an individual looking for workshops on holistic wellness topics, you can register on Eventbrite or purchase the replays in the shop at simplyhealthcoaching.com. For the month of February 2023, you can get 25% off when you use the coupon FEB23 on any midweek wellness workshop replay. Sorry, flip your kitchen sessions are not included in this special. As usual, the links are in the show notes. So ready. All right, welcome back. We're here today with what is still Foundations of Wellness for Women. Dr. Suman Tamari and health coach Jen Sprague and I uh, are part of a collaboration. And we are back this month continuing to talk about back to basics. And the topic for today is what in integrative nutrition is called primary foods. So you might think about getting healthy. And the first thing you think about is I want to quote unquote fix. And that's a loaded word. We're not going to talk about that. But we're, we think about we need to change our eating, what we eat. And in integrative nutrition, what we put in our mouths is actually considered secondary to primary foods, which are all the other parts of your life that may or may not nourish you at any given moment. And it shifts over time, of course. Sometimes our relationships are incredibly nurturing. Sometimes they are not so good for us. Sometimes our careers are fantastic and other times they are dragging us down. So, um, so today's topic really is about primary and secondary foods. And uh, I spent a lot of January talking about secondary foods, like what is the best way to eat? And not by telling you, you should eat this way, but here are some principles and whether you choose to be completely plant-based or a complete carnivore or somewhere in the middle, these principles apply. So this month we're moving on to more, more uh, holistic topics. So the first one really is what, what about this idea of primary and secondary foods and how, did the, how does that play out in our lives? So not only do these primary foods like our career, relationships, spiritual practice, time in nature, sleep, et cetera, not only can they be nourishing for us or 
in the worst case, toxifying, they also tend to affect our relationship with what we put in our mouths, which is sort of straying into the area of emotional eating. And we're not going to go there hard today. And we are going to talk about it. So a story that I love to tell about my primary foods affecting my secondary ones is when I was being trained as a health coach, I was working in a nonprofit and it was a great nonprofit. I loved the work. I, I learned so much at that job and I appreciate all the opportunities I had there. And as I was being trained as a health coach and started taking on clients, I shifted my my work schedule from being a full-time employee with doing a little health coaching on the side to being a part-time employee and health coaching. And then I became a consultant and did more health coaching and less of the nonprofit work. And what I thought was really cool about becoming a consultant was in our office, we had what we called the trough. And into the trough went all the food and all the snacks that people didn't want to eat. Like they, they were like contributing all the junk food that, you know, they had a little bite and then they put the rest in the trough. And I was just not able to walk past the trough without taking a little sniglet of something. And so I thought this will be great. I'm going to be a consultant. I'm going to work remotely. This is not going to be an issue anymore. And what I noticed was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would work on my health coaching practice and I would put my head down at eight in the morning and at two in the afternoon, I'd be like, oh my God, I forgot to eat lunch. The days that I worked on the nonprofit stuff, as much as I loved their work, the days that I worked on the nonprofit, every 15 minutes, I was like, I got to get a snack. I think I need a cup of coffee. I'm going to go make a cup of tea. Huh, I wonder what's in the pantry. Hmm, I want something sweet. <laughs> so the, it became really obvious that the problem was not the trough. The, the problem really was that this work was not really fulfilling me the way my coaching was. So when that part of my life was not fulfilling me, what did I do? I went to fill it with food. So I'd love to know from you, Jen and Suman, do you have a similar story that you think about when I say our primary foods affect our relationship with what we're putting in our mouths? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jen, yes, <laughs> go there, let's hear it. <laughs> Okay. Well, a similar stories, of course, you know, when I was in my prior career of, of teaching and I was always in that overwhelm mode, then my candy drawer, which I called the birthday drawer because it was my cover because I'd be like, when it's your birthday, you can have some candy out of this drawer. Right. But it was my fifth hour drawer. Like every, you know, <laughs> can I even make it to fifth hour without hitting the drawer? So for me, that was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, my nervous system was not regulated in that space. And so I was constantly trying to cope with something that would give me that instant like hit of dopamine, which for me is chocolate and mm. candy. So that for sure, um, like that, my career at that point was not nourishing. And also relating to like where I am now and um, the difference between um like there's just more alignment with my values in my life right now. So therefore there's less uh, filling up voids and things. So I think that that naturally allows for me to be a little bit more resilient around my candy habit. Like I currently am in a mode of not being addicted, but over the holidays I was. <laughs> oh yeah. Mode. It comes back, doesn't it? 
Yeah. yeah, it's really simple. And it was really good for me to see that too, to relate to my own clients, of course, you know, like, oh, and I could see how I felt. I felt half alive when I was like indulging in the sweets and eating whatever I wanted to eat. And, um, but so then like realizing like my values and then coming back out of that, you, you know, recently since been January, I feel so much better and lighter and able to do the things that I'm doing, like my primary foods, able to do my spiritual practice, which is, I would say my first go-to for being nourished, which starts in the morning with, you know, the routine and uh, filling myself up there, but just able to be more conscious throughout the day when I'm not like foggy or when I'm not feeling crappy or when I'm not feeling like, oh, I didn't have enough energy to do that thing, you know? So that, um, for me, it kind of goes like obviously hand in hand, but when I am filling up my cup, as far as like spirituality goes or being connected with my friends and family, that's the other probably top primary food for me. Then I'm not relying, you know, naturally not relying on the secondary foods, the foods that I eat to fill up yeah. the gap. Yeah. Oh, and I love that image of when you come into more alignment, it's like you're kind of closing up the space I, it kind of makes me think of like leaky gut right when you're in alignment when you're in alignment everything is tight like all the connections are tight and stuff isn't going to leak in or leak out yeah. and it, it just it's such a funny image to me as you were talking I'm like it's kind of like leaky gut isn't it that's cool it's like I'm less permeable I'm less permeable to the outside forces of sugar yes exactly less permeable to those things that make you have a bad relationship with what you're putting in your mouth yes, yes. yeah how about you Suman do you have any examples oh probably many examples but um I would say like with Jen I think you nailed it. I, I can't remember, Lisa, if it was you or Jenny who mentioned about fulfillment. And I think it really does go back to how, I don't think we often say how fulfilled I am, but like how happy, joyous uh, we are in any moment, in any area of our life. But I can think back to, and I mean, today, day and day, I could say this easily, when I am seeing my patients, when I'm with my patients for that entire time, not once does the thought go through my mind that, oh, I want a sip of coffee or I want this or I want that, I'm hungry. Uh, that time, and I can be with a patient for an hour, hour and a half or 20 minutes, it's totally fine. Once in a while, maybe like I'm thirsty for water, but that's about it. However, as soon as I'm done, soon as I'm done with the Zoom visit or in-person visit, Immediately. Or when you're charting, right? I know that's one of your yeah. least favorite so things to do. Yeah, it's a charting. I'll even get the orders done, but it's like the charting, the note time. Immediately, it's like, oh, the coffee is cold. Let me go warm it up. You know? Let <laughs> me get a snack, by the way, at the, while I'm there. And that's when it happens. Yeah. And I loved how you said when you would be working on your health coaching practice, you could go till two in the afternoon and you're like, oh, I skipped lunch, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't think I skipped lunches and stuff like, but that's not true. I actually yeah. do. Like when we were doing the FWW presentation and stuff and I wouldn't get started sometimes till like really close to the time when it was due, I could easily go six, eight hours and not even get up to go get a cup of coffee warmed yeah. up because I am like, now I'm in the zone. The thing is flowing out of me. And I'm in the flow, so God, I'm not, nothing else is touching me. 
Yeah. And now, I mean, just sitting here and when we were talking and listening to you, Jenny, I was like, oh, I have felt that flow. And when I'm in the flow, all this falls off to the wayside. Yeah. The water, the drink, uh, even the pee, like you'll just hold Mother Nature, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no bio <Yeah>. breaks. <laughs> I got to get this, uh, let this flow out of me. And yeah. so, I mean, but I also remember, and this was a very practical thing that I didn't put two and two together, but oh, how much sleep deprivation truly takes away our ability to regulate ourselves. Yes. It comes with the secondary foods of what we put in our mouth. Yeah. And I just remember like when I used to be on call and I'm up all night or it's a 36 to 48 hour shift kind of thing. One thing is about the brain, brain's checked out. Nobody's regulating anybody at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like this, this feeling, this nuance of like, well, I'm up all night tonight. So damn it, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have pizza and fries and the coke let's get something else on top of that like, you know like it's not about like am i nourishing the body it's more like i'm actually trying to nourish myself because yes. i'm feeling like i'm i'm violating myself by not sleeping right yes so i'm trying to uh, compensate for it it's it's right. more of a compensation and i think that's what uh if i get it right in what you were talking about lisa is that when in our primary areas of life we are not feeling good about it fulfilled yeah. feeling feeling uh our amazing self there then we are compensating with the secondary food and the choices we make is based on how fulfilled or how satisfied we are with ourselves in our lives yes and yeah. if we're satisfied we are ready to love ourselves and love our bodies and take care of our bodies and make those choices of things that would nourish us in the secondary food group because we're already satisfied in the primary yeah. but if we're not satisfied in the primary then the secondary doesn't have as much of a choice. It's because yeah. it goes secondary food doesn't stand a chance because that's no. when we reach for the sugar or for the salt. Or the, and, yeah. you know, this is really opening up a lot uh, in my mind. They're like, whoa, you're blowing my mind because it's like, this is what I think we as a society are really suffering from. We can see it on the outside, right? We can see that. We can see by looking at even the people and people that come to us, but they really are, it's, it's, really an uphill battle not because somebody's done it to us i don't mean it that way i just mean you really don't stand a freaking chance no and right it's including true. us that are more so-called aware about this yeah yeah and and you've actually brought up something indirectly brought up something that i i wanted to talk about next which was uh when i when I do that sort of introductory exercise with clients about primary and secondary foods, uh, very often health coaching programs start off with some sort of an assessment of how are you doing in all of these primary food areas? And very often they take the form of a circle mm -hmm. and our, our areas don't seem to quite make a circle and it, I always joke it looks more like an amoeba but uh, what I've done is I've switched to a a format where people rate their primary foods on a scale of you know one to ten or zero to ten I don't even remember um, 
And, and I ask them to think about it rather than as trying to achieve a balance, a perfection, like a perfect circle. I like to say, let's think about it more as a harmony and think about those. I'm going to date myself because I'm not sure they still use these in making music, but you know, those things that have the little sliders up and down and, and you could change the sound and, you know, increase the bass or the fade or, you know, all these things that you can do. How about if we think about your primary foods in this way, and rather than trying to achieve a balance across the line, think about moving these sliders up and down to the point where your life feels like it's in harmony, like it's making a beautiful music the way it is. And of course, it's going to be different for everybody. But what I would really like to think about is when you look at these sliders and they are, they are you know, some of them are up at 10 and some of them are down at zero. There's an inter interesting thing to observe, which is, let's say your career scores really high and perhaps your relationships are scoring very high. And let's just pick a random third one. You're getting a lot of sleep. So first of all, Suman, like you said, they're probably all related, right? Mm -hmm. However, the other thing that's interesting is if you ask someone to write down the top three things, what are the top three rated things in your primary life? your your primary foods the next question is what are you doing in those areas that makes them so nourishing so it's a back and forth it's a two-way street the things you know you've probably heard like where your what is it energy goes where where attend no i never get this right <laughs> you know wherever your attention is is where your energy is going to go Mm -hmm. So we spend a lot of time on our career, our relationships, our sleep to the detriment of other things. So not only are these things nourishing us, but we are nourishing them in exchange. Mm. And we forget, like we look at the things that are not nourishing us, like maybe your physical activity could be a little more intense or a little more frequent. So you're not getting the benefits of that physical activity. You are also not focused on it. So I, I think it's a, it's very much a, a two-way street. So I would like to turn that question over to you and say, what do you think is the most nourishing part of your primary foods? And how do you in turn nourish it back? I appreciate that. I can share. Jump in, Jen. Yeah. So... My primary nourishing foods would be that spirituality that I mentioned, which includes nature and um, stillness and time to like spend like in the gap, like where the consciousness is, but also like learning from my teachers. I totally could do that all day. Um, and the other big primary food would be connection. And that's like through my work and through my friendships and my family. Um, and I think that's a good one because as I contribute whatever gifts I have or I'm, I'm sharing at the moment, then I'm also receiving connection. And so that's a beautiful like way I think, you know, that's what I think our reason for being here is, I guess, on the planet is we naturally contribute. Like our job is not to necessarily solve all the problems and like create a whole bunch of stuff, but as creative beings, that's our natural state. Then when we are in that mode, like the flow state, like Suman is mentioning, like if we're working and contributing and doing what we're passionate about, 
it is that two-way street. Like I'm giving my best and there's benefit to the outside world from what I'm showing up with. But then I take so much from that. Like I, I get filled up and that's the difference. I think from at the end of the day, if you feel drained versus you feel tired. And I, somebody posed that to me when I was still teaching. I was like, Oh, I'm definitely drained. You know, it's like, <laughs> Is this, you know, is this activity that I'm contributing to, is it sucking the energy out of me or is it actually filling up my inspiration bowl? And I'm just mm. physically tired. I just physically need like my eight hours of sleep now. Yeah. So I think that's. Oh, I love that me. distinction. Yeah. Drained yeah. versus tired. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely. Yeah. And that, that, that's another way to look at it too, is, is uh, as you are, as you are. I guess working on let's let's use the word working as you're working on your uh, career, for example, is it returning that love? Is it filling your cup mm. or is it draining you? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. How about you, Simon? Wow, that's um, I don't know if I can say there is an area of my life that I'm nourishing more than others. Uh, I think I'm nourishing myself much better than I ever did in the past. Um, and I'm not really sure if it's any one thing. I think it's, you know, like it's everything we do and we've been doing up until now that gets reflected in the present. And so what I feel is a commitment to myself, and this could be considered spirituality, I guess, I'm not really sure, but like I did a topsy-turvy turn, thanks to Foundations of Wellness for Women on one of our talks or whatever, and I was encouraging every woman to love herself to pieces and love, and it might have been about some health issue, whatever, but to love, and it's loving your body and that exercise. and. It really helped me just flip that and apply it to myself and it's I'm going to love me no matter what and that's the approach to start with mm. and that has become a guiding light yeah. and no longer the stick has like just started to fall off to the wayside you know like the yeah. stick it has no role anymore I don't need a carrot to make me want to do something I do it because I want something in me wants to do it yeah. and I don't need a stick to tell me I didn't do something right and I have to <laughs> fix it and all that yeah. stuff you know yeah, I, I think I maybe what you're talking about is is a primary food area that we can call like uh personal development maybe that's what it is right? and, yeah spirituality yeah, plus personal development yeah I feel like that I like that word a little bit more because it is it's a of the two um because sometimes i think of spirituality it's got to be meditation yoga and i will yeah. i will ask myself i'm not doing it every day yeah. and the reality is for me it's become more an ongoing thing it's are you in connection with the force the divine the, the flow yeah. whatever present now are you that and it's like living the day-to-day -day, the more connections of those are happening which is to me consciousness you know mm -hmm. and and less asleep you are right an area that i could nourish far more is sleep i <laughs> still <laughs> <laughs> i am like but i'm grateful for the six hours that i sleep i sleep yeah <laughs> I'm grateful for the six hours that I do sleep. I am sleeping. Like, yeah. 
I never hear a kid or anything. My husband, thank God for him being a lighter late sleeper. He's the one who like, uh, somebody's going to, what's going on? You know? And I'm yeah. like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm grateful for that. But so that one, I do feel that there is something magical for me, especially if I go to bed by 10 PM, I can get up at four refreshed. Mm-hmm. Go to bed 11, 12. Getting up at 6 a.m. is like you drag my butt out of the bed. Like yeah. I have to I have to use something to motivate myself. By the way, I use something to motivate myself to get up and get going. I don't know if you've heard of this one. It is five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Yes. <laughs> I've heard three, two, one. You give yourself yeah. a little more grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got a blast off, the extra zero in there. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one, zero, blast off. Yeah. <laughs> don't need the zero and I, I it's, it's somebody else came up with it that yeah. actually does help me that mm-hmm. helped me get out of it because I'm done with that snooze and it's like I'm teaching these kids I'm done with their alarms going off down the hall it is like if you set the alarm you get up then yeah so now I have to do it that's another thing having kids will help you grow oh, up oh yes <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know <laughs> if you tell them they have to do it you better be doing it you better be oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That, I call you too. out, aren't they? They are going to call you uh-huh. out on that. Uh-huh. They, <laughs> oh, that's why they're in my life. I know it. Because I need uh-huh. the charge. You don't need it, Jenny. You no, can- I do need it. That's why I went to this training last week. I'm pretty sure I had somebody <laughs> pointing out where I'm not aligned all the time. <laughs> I tell that's you. beautiful. That's what, that's important, isn't it? I love that you just said that because that makes sense to me. Because, you know, as a coach, you know, and as, as a, you know, practitioner, people need that outside view. People need yeah. somebody to shine the spotlight on them for what yeah. could be, you know, a cause of some discomfort in their life. And so, you know, if we don't have somebody living with us, it's like pointing stuff out to me, then yeah. I'll get it. Well, I'll get it and I love Suman's example, which is the sleep one. Um, I've had so many clients just have this aha moment where, you know, they're telling me how, I don't know what's wrong. I have no self-discipline. I just eat sugar all day. And then if I say, well, how many hours are you sleeping? Because when you think about it, what does your body need for energy? When you are tired, when you are drained, it needs fast energy. And where does that fast energy come from? Sugar or caffeine, right? Yeah. And so many clients just think there's something intrinsically wrong with them that they don't have discipline or willpower and they just eat sugar all day. But once you point out like, hey, can what about what happens if we focus on your sleep? You know, if we can mm-hmm. bump you from six hours to seven, is there a noticeable shift in how much you crave sugar the next day? But this is this is exactly what I'm talking about with primary and secondary foods. Yes. We don't think about sleep. Sure, we think about sleep as being good for us, mm-hmm. but we don't think about how it connects directly to the food you're putting in your mouth. Is it full of sugar or is it, you know, you've got some protein and some veggies and some fat in there. (laughs) So anyway, I I think this is a great place to bring this conversation to a close and let's just fess up and, and say, you know, what, what one primary food do we need to perhaps give a little love to ourselves? Jenny's hand shoots up. Yes, (laughs) I do. Okay. So something that I'm, it's a new initiative, which for some people already massive, but when you talk about sleep, right? And 
Um, I just downloaded this book, Rest is Resistance by Trisha Hersey. Um, at any rate, I heard about that from a poet this week or something like that. But this idea of resting and, of course, play, right? You know, if you think about Brene Brown, she has these 10 guideposts living wholeheartedly. And that's my favorite guidepost because that's what I crave. I want to be able to slow down and rest and take a nap. I want to be able to like have playtime and not feel like I should be doing something else. Right. So that for me is the initiative. It is rest. And I don't know, she put them in the same bucket, but that it's that resting time, the like permission to take a nap. Like I'm pretty good at getting the amount of time in my bed that I need, you know, according to like the sleep doctor, but it's this idea that rest is a thing. It's not just when I go to bed, like if I'm feeling exhausted because of this, that, or the other, or even my hormones, you know, it's the time where I need to rest more like, hello, that's what I'm tuning into like that, you know, like pretty good at tuning into my body and like what food I need or when I need to drink water, but it's giving permission to rest. And that's not part of the culture that I'm like emerging from, but I want that to be the culture that I'm stepping into where rest is just important as work like or yeah. more yeah oh yeah I love that right. mm, yeah how about you Suan? I'm uh I'm kind of with Jenny and it's like boiling down to the I'm gonna say three s's uh sleep definitely uh as I was saying and something magical about 10 to 12 and I need to work on getting that to work for me mm-hmm. and then the other area which uh Normally I wouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. It's uh, sexuality and yeah. sensuality. Thank you. It's in the area of intimacy and it's that, and you know, they kind of affect each other. The sleep, the sexuality. <laughs> thing. It's all interconnected, isn't it? All connected. But I think that's the area that needs a little more loving for me. I love, love that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Les, definitely a great thing to bring out. And I think especially as we as we enter sort of midlife, uh, so important to remember yep. not to let that just slip by the roadside. You yeah. know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I what what I'm really thinking about spending more time on is um, this idea of of being rather than doing because I am a doer. Right. I am a doer, and I would do all day long. Like I do not find myself uh, with nothing to do very often. Mm-hmm. And um, I and I think this has to do a little bit with um, also developing a a meditation practice uh, uh-huh. because I think that's you know I do have one. It's not very strong. It's daily, but it's not it's not as strong as it could be. And uh, it makes me just think about how I'm I'm very often not okay with quote unquote just sitting. Ah. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm working on. Well, thank you for sharing today. And we will be back next month with yet another resurrection of Foundations of Wellness for Women. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice and the opinions of guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker LLC neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. 
Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.